It is still I Am Live on this beautiful Friday evening. I think it's the third Friday of the month of November and it is my birthday month. So I am absolutely excited to be getting into tonight's topic. And we're talking about identity. Um, And this is not, um, you know, Charles and I were actually just talking right now about how um, nowadays when it comes to talking about identity, everybody thinks of their privacy uh, when it comes to being online on social media, especially because we've seen time and time again companies constantly violating our privacy you know selling our data mm-hmm. uh, companies com- company CEOs being interrogated as to how they manage our data but that is not what we're talking about specifically today i mean also here in south africa we've been experiencing a lot um, of, um, I don't know if I should call it frustration or what, but it's also a very good thing. But we've been experiencing the the, the presence of the Poppy Act. Um, I don't know, Shal, your yes. thoughts on the Poppy Act. What what are your what are your thoughts? You know what? The one thing that I loved a lot about, or that I love rather, about the Poppy Act is um, I get a lot less spam calls nowadays. Yeah, yeah. What you can do. <laughs> And I don't know if it's the correct thing to say, but if someone phones you and you don't want to talk to them and said, I can't remember giving you my details. How did you obtain my information? And then the unfortunately the person on the other end of the line need to backtrack because then they realize like we are actually uh, committing sins against the Poppy Act. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. that thing I like, that part I like. Uh, but it, it they were, I think, unfortunately, there was a lot of confusion with mm-hmm. regards to the Poppy Act and with regards to the identity. I don't know if you're the, the administrator on one of the WhatsApp groups. Everyone thought that you need to send out this consent form that people are willfully consenting to be on this WhatsApp group. And as far as I understand, that was never true. Yeah. Uh, well, that was never needed to be done. Yeah, um, yeah, no, no, I not at all. That, yeah, so what we did is we took identity and we think, uh, nowadays, identity means an IP address or an email exactly. address. You need to protect that identity. And then, unfortunately, as you're protecting that identity, you're getting blown to and fro with every doctrine, pragmatism, whatever you want to call it, that makes its way with regards to the way that human beings, according to a certain society, should act. Mm. And then you lose your absolute uniqueness. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, that's very true. So that is actually the direction that we're taking with today's conversation, right? Um, we're talking about identity, not in the sense of your online footprint, uh, but we're rather talking about um, your identity um, in terms of uh, who you actually are as an individual. What makes you unique? Uh, what makes you unique and what what language do you speak? What is your dress code? Uh, what is the way that you mm. conduct yourself? How do you respect your elders? How do you interact with them? Um, those are the things that make you who you are. What music do we, do you enjoy? What movies do you do you prefer? Um, who what are the, who are the people that surround you um, and make you the person that you are? That is a person's identity. How can we distinguish yes. you from the next person? Um, you know, so your identity goes beyond your face and how you look or and how you dress. It goes even deeper than that. Your values make up your identity. Your cultural upbringing makes up your identity. You know, the some cultures you find that they treat women in this way. In some cultures, they treat men in this way. So it really does make up 
you, your being. Now, the question that we're attempting to answer tonight is, in a world where um, um, identity has become a product and a commodity, how can you protect your identity and keep it unique? So being yourself in a world where identity is sold as a product or a commodity. Now, that is something that you might have not realized that nowadays a product a commodity is a product so similar to the concept of meeting the meet the jones that's what the movie was called right charl or that was it the keeping up with the joneses keeping up with the joneses is the um is the is the the, the, title. the movie as well as the idiom yes yeah, so keeping up with the Joneses, that that idea, right? It 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 came from a, a period where people had become very, um, you know, we materialistic. We were focusing on buying and accumulating the best products. Everybody wanted the best car. You wanted to see what the Joneses were driving, and you bought that so that you could be like the Joneses. I remember growing up, like when when my friends started buying, you know, the the phones. I mean, I remember there were these. Uh, Nokia tones, dee, 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 dee. and then we started getting into polyphonic ring tones, and then there was true mm. tones, and then we started having MP3 tones. I wanted to keep up with that. That's what you call keeping up with the Joneses. But nowadays, keeping mm. up with the Joneses has transformed completely, right? It hasn't let go of that. I mean, back then, they were selling the idea of having possessions in order to keep up with your neighbors. But nowadays, what they're selling is identity. I, you need to become like this person, speak like them, dress like them, sure. treat your neighbor as, as they treat their neighbor. You know, I mean, even the idea, um, and I'm really, really not throwing any shade to anyone uh, in saying this, right? But even the idea of using cuss words, I mean, it's become so normalized as if you're no longer unique if you don't cuss. You need to cuss like everybody else. Um, you know, you need to um, use and select the words that everybody else selects and your values all of those things have become part of uh, Hollywood's product they're selling you that full package um, Shal, I don't know if you know this but na- there's these avatars um, I think Japan does this a lot like Japan has actual avatars like things that uh, personalities that don't exist um, they actually have uh, Facebook accounts they have Twitter and TikTok accounts they even have YouTube channels they don't exist. It's literally just a, 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 a CGI projected character. And people follow that character. They love that character. Um, they read that character's tweets. Can you realize how insane that is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and this is happening today in our modern world. So... If you cannot imagine how this would function, it's similar to, you know, there, there's, there was a, an, a hologram of Tupac, the rapper, projected at some performance. Imagine if pe- Tupac, were people, a company would uh, project a, a CGI version of Tupac and then start writing songs, start uh, simulating his voice, and it sounds exactly like him, and then start writing Tupac music and opening up a Tupac Twitter account, which Tupac has never had and opening up a Facebook, a Tupac Facebook account, and people actually became fans of that Tupac. 
when it comes to that point, I mean, you're literally selling not only an artist and their music, but now you're selling a personality, which is what we, we want to focus more on. We need to be more aware of what personalities are being sold to us. And I think the more important question is, how are you going to ground yourself and in your values in the things that you cherish and hold dear and make sure that you are not, as Charles was mentioning earlier, tossed to and fro with every wind of, um, you know, personality doctrine, <laughs> as I paraphrase this, the, the scripture from the Bible. Uh, what are your thoughts, Charles? And, and where have you seen, um, w- whether Hollywood, whether in games, whether in pop culture, or or where have you seen identity being sold? Um, even if, I think it more often than not happens in a very subtle way where they try to change our views and they try to change our values and our norms and our culture into this global culture where everyone is accepting of everything and you can't offend anyone. Um, and and where, where have you, you seen it happening in your spaces, Shah? Well, firstly, I, I always find it very interesting that you've, you've got these... Um, I almost want to say you've got this cult followings of certain series on Netflix or whatever. And then uh, now, for instance, when The Office US came onto Netflix, you had these massive amounts of people so thankful that the Netflix at long last listened or whatever. And then if you don't, do not, you're not unable to, to quote some of it or understand some of the humor in it, then you're immediately, according to those people, you're not there's something wrong with your identity or your identity hasn't formed properly. I don't know if you've noticed that even. Yeah, I Same with all these, have. basically, these these massive uh, sitcom followings because that, that's, I think, unfortunately, one of the repercussions of Netflix is we've got these massive followings on these sitcoms that's way old. I mean, um, how old's The Office? Probably started about 17 years ago, 18 years ago. Then it started about 2003, 4, yeah, somewhere around old. there. Um, that's how old it is. Friends, Friends is even older than that. And now all of a sudden you can go to famous clothing stores and you can actually buy Friends branded clothing. Two, and I, and what, what's strange for me about this is now all of a sudden the series is incorporated into your identity while wearing that, that hoodie, t-shirt, whatever. You are telling the world not only that you would like to become friends with them, but moreover you tell them that I am a fan of this sitcom. Yeah. Thus you can quote it to me. Uh, and I should be able to to end the quote, end the line, or whatever the case might be. Not that there's something in itself wrong with these sitcoms. Understand me properly. Mm. But there's, I think there's there's something wrong with us grounding our identity in it. Yeah. Because what happens is you binge watch these stuff, right? And then all of a sudden, the sense of humor that's being portrayed in these sitcoms, or whatever the case might be, you start and form and mold according to that. Um, now, when there was this, there was this t- series a while ago. It's either called Norsemen or Vikings or Kings, something I can't Vikings, remember. But it's this, Vikings. This typical, it's Vikings, but there was a, two or three of them around about the same time, right? Mm-hmm. And people start following them, and all of a sudden, you can see every single way people are getting Viking tattoos, and they are getting a thing, and they are buying into this identity of something that we, as South Africans, to a great, great, great degree, I don't think we are anything anything close to the vikings um you understand there's exactly. not a lot of you look at anthropology anthropology will tell you that not a lot of them came down to africa uh mm. they rather went up north and stuff like that we are from germanic type of life mm. in any case 
right? So we we form our identity according to these things, and I think unfortunately it is it is not a, a proper foundation for identity. Then. To answer your question in a different way as well, the circles that I've been venturing in and see identity that is a, a problematic, I always find it, uh, or not always, but most of the time, I find stuff in the counseling line that I operate, that I see there, that there's an identity issue. The moment someone gives you a certain bit of identity, uh, you cling to that person. And then yeah. it literally gets to be a parasitic um relationship parasitic friendship mm. so um and boys are boys guys gents are great in this thing we uh we we give you love in order for you to give us sex right yes so if you and unfortunately and i, I don't want to um, generalize but what happens sometimes is with young girls their dad might be absent or something there's a male figure that's absent in their life so an elder male figure would start giving them attention they crave this attention and then in order for them not to lose that attention, they then obviously, if that person say, but yeah, if you don't have sex with me or sleep with me, whatever the case might be, this relationship will come to an abrupt end. And then that girl obviously won't want to do that. So she clings to this person, stays with this person, whatever the costs involved, literally. And then I would have to sit and do counseling and tell them, but why are you, why are you with this person? And then firstly, at long last, will tell me, I'm feeling guilty because I don't want to leave him because we've had sex. And I believe mm. that that shouldn't be, that's not healthy for me to break up this thing. Mm. And in literally a couple of sentences, I can immediately sum up, but there's a, there's a uh, improper understanding of your identity. Your identity is not rooted or grounded on a firm foundation. Um, yeah. And if that's the case would be then immediately, the moment your identity is grounded, I think that you can venture into a place where you can have self-confidence uh, you would understand yourself worth and you would uh, surround yourself with people that also see those character traits within you. Um, and that's why I believe it's, it's I always, I'm interrupting myself and I realize that, but I always, always, always in counseling, I need that person to grasp their identity. Mm. And as a Christian counselor, I need to lead them to Christ because I believe that's the only way that you can find identity, a proper healthy identity. Yeah, And then we can start the counseling process. You know, someone might be sitting uh, and listening to this and thinking to themselves, yeah, no, this is totally not an issue that I have. I mean, I'm well established in my identity. I know the things I like and the things I don't like. So regardless of who I'm friends with and regardless of who, um, what I watch and what I'm exposed to, my identity would never change. Um, and this is why this conversation is so important because unfortunately you as a human being you're always always molding and reshaping your identity mm. based on the things that you're exposed to uh based on the people that surround you the places you go um this is why i'm a firm believer in making sure that you choose your friends very very carefully um and learn to distance mm. yourself with people who portray and have um, 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 you know certain mannerisms and habits that you don't want to associate with so one one way to look at this is that from when we're born we are constant from when when we're born we learn identity from our parents and the people that are in our um, um, inner circle right we learn how to um, speak we learn how to even the way that you say certain things if your parents maybe whenever they're frustrated they say things like um, huddle puff 
this hurts or ow aina you know all of those mannerisms mm. you learn from your parents if you if that very same child were to be taken and put in a different home they would then learn the mannerisms and and things that that family values so when you're young you learn how to walk how to talk you learn all the basics and then the older you get you start learning the values and this is where mm. things become very important this is where parents are supposed to be very intentional about the things they do um a friend of mine once uh, uh told me a story about how a, a child was being raised in a household um and then they the, the parents kept wondering why won't this child say please and thank you um and then he, he, she told them that you know what your problem is that you're expecting the child to say please and thank you but you whenever you send them to do something you don't say please you say go do this you're teaching them that it is okay to do that so whenever they do it to other kids they copy you or when they do it to other people they copy what you do to them even though you're shouting at them you're not practicing what you're asking them to practice so identity begins to be molded even from when we're young and as we grow when you get into high school you start to figure out which people do you want to be like which of your friends do you want to associate with and you will adjust your personality your walk your language um even the things that you find funny based on the friends that you want to associate with um if you if you're hanging out with bullies who laugh at people and do pranks um and just make people have a hard time at school you will adjust your personality to cater to them simply because you hang out with them on a daily basis and you just wouldn't be comfortable there if you constantly disagreeing with them and telling them that this is wrong those are not friends people that you always have to correct mm. those aren't friends it's people that you are mostly in agreement with this doesn't mean that you disagree you don't disagree with friends you do disagree with friends but not in the important core things and core values of life like if you're hanging out with people who clearly don't value working hard for something and earning it if you, if if you rather are friends with people who believe that stealing is earning something then that's a very big contradiction you need to separate yourself with those people um if you're with people who for example don't respect elders and just speak with them in any any way you know regardless of whether it's a parent or it's a stranger if they consistently doing that then you need to ask yourself is is this person in alignment with my values if they're not then i need to change this friend because these values our values are not the same but it's also important to mention the fact that it's okay for friends and the people around you it's okay for them to differ for you to differ with them here and there and i don't know if you would agree with that shall yes um it's interesting that you mentioned that because as you're talking now, i'm thinking about the the home group or connect group that uh, one of the connect groups that we have at our church which absolutely welcomes disagreement doesn't welcome conflict disagreement doesn't mean conflict we do need to understand that right disagreement is just purely like i don't see things the same as that you are but i still love you and accept you for who you are and who are you believe certain things um for instance if you you can't say that you should agree all the times with your wife or with your friends because i was what what type of marriage will you have one day because you won't agree with your wife and neither would she agree with you the entire time um one of my 
I always believe that some of the best friends that I do have are those people that I actually can have a different mindset or a different viewpoint in certain things. But we still have this fun functioning friendship which doesn't inhibit or exhibit anything. You know, we don't we don't stop someone from being who they are just because they think things are differently. And those are the actual welcoming people. You're not judged for the fact that you are totally different than them. They accept that and they make you part of it. You understand what I mean? So I feel that that is actually a proper relationship. That's how healthy relationships uh, need to function. And that can only function if you realize that people, those that, again, coming back to Christianity now, those that surround you according to the world and society and anthropology, again, would grant you your identity. But you need to find your identity in Jesus Christ. That's why he said, uh, that's why when, when Paul wrote to the Galatian church, they said there's no slave or free man anymore. There's no Greek or Jew anymore. Uh, we Christ is one or one for all and in all, or something like that. I'm mm. trying to find the translation out. But that is what you need to find your identity in. If you can find your identity in the fact that you are serving a God that would lay everything down on the line for you, to save you, to have a relationship with you, then all of a sudden you realize that if I'm worth it to him, it would be easier for me to talk to other people and the person that I'm talking to that doesn't necessarily agree with the things that I'm saying, Jesus found them also worthwhile for dying or dying for them. So let's love them with the love of Jesus. You understand what I mean? It sounds weird, but that's just the way it actually should function. And then you can have a healthy self-awareness, self-image, self-confidence, because then you would know, like, listen, I can talk to people confidently. Even though I do not necessarily go to the mechanic and tell him how to do his job because I do not know how engines function, but I can confidently tell him, this is who I am, this is what's wrong. And when they tell me, like, listen, you have to do X, Y, and Z, and it's cost you, going to cost you 40,000 rand, I can confidently tell them, I don't have 40,000. <laughs> well, you understand? It's not <laughs> yeah. like, oh, goody, those pathetic type of instances that we, or pathetic persona that we put on. You don't need to do that because you, you are not pathetic. So don't don't ever act pathetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get you. Yeah, it is it is very important to value and to know your identity, right? Because you can assume that you know yourself vaguely, uh, but unfortunately, when you're not constant, when you don't constantly have something reminding you of who you are, um, and that's a, that's mm. the thing that's sad about us as humans. You know, the 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 story or the analogy of the frog being in cold water and then that water being turned on slightly, like being made hot or being boiled slowly until it is burning hot until the frog dies. Unfortunately, that is so true with us as humans, and there are people mm. who blindly and falsely believe that they are immune to that effect right the effect of the frog uh, being in water that's slowly boiling every single human being is susceptible to this like you need to like just calm your pride down and admit and accept the fact that you are not immune you're not an exception to the rule all of us, all of mm. us are are, 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 are are vulnerable to water that is cold and that is slowly being boiled. So regardless of how hard and how many years you've been training your personality and learning discipline, if you are in an environment that is enticing and tempting you to, um, 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 you know, get or 
to adopt a different kind of personality, you will eventually surrender to that identity. You will eventually surrender to that personality because it is, even though, even if it it is unwittingly, in other words, even though it is not being done intentionally, that identity is being sold to you and you don't even realize it. Um, it's much like if you were to mm. take, I mean, I've grown up in South Africa my whole life. In fact, I've never left the country, sadly, but I plan to very soon. Um, <laughs> I've never left the country. And But if you were to take me and put me in England, you know how people in England put me in England for the next five years. I've lived in South Africa for 30 years of my life. Take me and put me in England for five years. Um, I will begin to adopt some of their cultural man- mannerisms. I will even start pronouncing things the way that they do. Um, yep. I know that there there are some people who some things they don't adopt, but you will not uh, be like fortified enough for you to not adopt anything at all. You know? Mm. Yeah, you mm. definitely won't yep. be that fortified. Yeah, Shah? No, I'm thinking of... People that go, that go to the states, for instance, they go to America, and when they come back, they speak to an act with with an accent. Yes, because yes. if you and that that's literally what Stephen told me. Like when he was there, uh, Stephen, the program producer at Radio Pulpit, when he was in the United States, he said that you know they do not understand certain pronunciations. That's why you need to have the accent in order for them to to understand you when you're communicating to them. Because United States English and South African English, and for that matter, South African or Cape Town English and Johannesburg English, it's not the same English. Yeah, true. Right? True. <laughs> um, so where you are forms a, a great deal of it, forms your, your mindset and your identity. So mm. whenever I'm doing outreach work in a poverty-stricken area, that's the first thing that I always try to get people out of, out of this poverty mindset. I will never be something, I will never amount to much because I do not have money. People think that. Teenagers think that. Right? Mm. I'm going to live in this caravan because my parents lived in a caravan and I will forever live in a caravan. That's the mindset. So you need to change that because even though that forms part of your, or, or it seemingly forms part of your identity, it doesn't need to be the end of your identity. Yes. Um, your identity can also include, as to a certain degree, hard work, uh, patience, studying, Stuff like that, right? Mm, mm. Um, I don't know if you saw that trending photo a while ago of this young kid that was sitting like doing homework at nine at night underneath the light of the streetlight. He's literally sitting next to the road with his books on the tar doing his homework. And I'm like, boy, that kid doesn't think that his identity doesn't amount to much because look what he's doing, right? Mm. He's going to go places. With a, with a mindset, with identity, self, with self-concept like that, you're going places. You just yeah. have to go places. No, that's very, very true. Yeah, so this is actually why it's so important for you to surround yourself with people that are going towards or have the kind of identity that you want to reinforce within yourself or you want to see within Mm. yourself. It is actually for the sake of reinforcement. So what are the ways in which you can strengthen your personality and, 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 and reinforce it within yourself so that you don't lose sight of who you are? The one big way to do it is surround yourself with people who value the things you value. Uh, People who, for example, I mean, nowadays, and this is why we're also specifically talking about Hollywood and how it sells identity. I mean, having uh, sex perform outside of marriage is such, such a, a, a popular thing. 
It's such a popular thing. And it is very, very important for us to be able to distinguish between um, what exactly is, um, you know, what is Hollywood selling me? And what is it that I want to reinforce within myself? Not trying to say that you shouldn't enjoy a Hollywood movie because, I mean, Hollywood is not living with you 24-7. But it does mean that the people within your immediate circle do need to be people who reinforce those characteristics, like Charles was talking about, discipline of studying, um, you know, work ethic, people who reinforce within you values, valuing marriage, valuing your parents, your family, people who ask you, when last have you visited your family? No, man, you should go visit your family. Um, You've been ignoring them Mm. for quite a long time. Uh, People who remind you that you're not that kind of person, so you therefore shouldn't do that. You shouldn't speak that way. You shouldn't laugh at people in this kind of a situation. Um, Because remember, it's easy to get lost. And I think one of the ways in which you can also also continue to reinforce your identity the books you read are very important and the bible being the number one book i believe you should be focusing on um and uh yeah i I, unfortunately that's all the time that we have for in this discussion it has been quite a magical one uh we hope that you're able to share your thoughts and views with us on our social media platform you can find us on tiktok where you'll find videos and clips of the discussions that we have here on the show as well as others Hit us up in the DMs. Let us know what you think. Um, Hit us up on Facebook and on Instagram on all of those platforms. All you need to do is search for us as at I am radio, including Facebook. You can just say use the handle at I am radio. I am youth radio. Sorry, it's I am youth radio on all of the platforms. Um, And that's where we're going to cut it now. We'll be back with the devotion right after this.